I'd like to give a big shout out to the Hoodoo Gurus who have given us permission to use part of their song, That's My Team, as our new podcast episode intro for all of their music. And whenever they are going live or performing live, head to their Facebook and their Instagram. The links will be in the description below. Be sure to give them a like and a follow as well on Facebook and Instagram. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. Walkers on, walkers on, pass it on Hodjo. Hodjo, walkers on, watch Walker. You bloody guessed it, walkers on, walkers on. We have Chris Walker joining us on the Final Tackle Podcast today. Cheers for your time today, mate. Uh, Thanks very much for having me on, mate. Thank you. No, no, no worries. So first of all, let's address the elephant in the room. The Broncos and how they're going so far, well, the lack thereof at the moment. They had a ripper start in the first two rounds before COVID, but after COVID, shit just doesn't seem to gel. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, man, I think that, um, I don't know, it's, it, it's, it's a funny one. I, I'm sort of like on the outside looking in like everyone else, but, you know, um, mate, when I first came into grade in 99, it was my rookie year, yep. um, mate, we lost... I think we lost nine of our first ten games, so you know things were things weren't going for us. I think things weren't going to plan for us back in '99. But um, you know, the thing is, we had the super coach, we had Wayne Bennett at the helm, we had a you know a number of um, you know state players and obviously Australian players playing in the team. We just we just had a really bad year. There was some guys down in confidence, but one thing that Wayne Bennett did back in '99 is he stuck with the team that we had. Um, yeah. He never he never made wholesome changes like. Yeah, we're seeing Anthony Seabold chopping and changing the team. Players don't know if they're coming or going, and that's the difference between you know a rookie coach who I think the can't coach mm-hmm. um, up against up against the coach you know uh, like Wayne Bennett, who's you know, he had the runs on the board. He obviously been um, you know won premierships and, and and sort of brought the players through. Like he's developed players. Um, that were in that team, you know, like a Wendell Saylor into an Australian player. Yeah. You know, Gordon Tullis, um, you know, Elfie Langer, Kevin Walters, all these players that the way brought through, um, you know, that's the difference between the coach that they've got now and the coach that we had back then. So it's going to be, a, you know, a testing time for these young players. And, you know, I see players crying after a game. Um, you know, you saw last week players joking, um, you know, with, the, with some of the Titans players. But, I, I really don't have a problem with with players uh, that are friends in in you know in the opposition yeah, team. Exactly, you know, it, it does it does hurt to lose a game, but you know, does that mean that we've all got to go cry after a game? No, it doesn't. Um, you know, does a does a do the fans really expect the players to to uh, to cry after each time they lose? No, they shouldn't because no. at the end of, at the end of the day, it's only a game of rugby league. It's not exactly. Not, players are. are, are Aren't out there curing cancer or, or, or you know, perform, performing life-saving uh, surgeries. It's, yeah. it's, it's a game of football. Um, yes, you can be passionate with the team that you follow, but you, know, you, you certainly don't have to go out there and shed tears to to, uh, to get the approval of the of the fans. Uh, that's not a that's not a way for me moving forward. That the team are going to you know, go out there and perform each better each week. But um, you know, the you know, the difference back then was. Yeah, we had Wayne and they've got Anthony Seabold. Honestly, I feel like that is the difference because last night I was at the Bunnies-Bulldogs game and the Bunnies had a rip-snorter of a game. Unfortunately, lost Braden Birds to injury throughout the night. But honestly, the the Rabbitohs were red-hot form last night and Wayne Bennett is, as we all know, the coach of the Rabbitohs at the moment. Um, 
There's just something about Wayne, in all honesty. Um, let's talk about a bit about your debut, as you said. Um, you made your debut in 99. Um, what was it like going from, you know, um, well, Queensland Cup, or, you know, in trust as people would know it now, um, into the big ranks of getting your first game in the NRL? Yeah, I mean, I, I got to play for, you know, obviously the Broncos debut in, in 99, like you said, round two against the Cronulla Sharks. Um, you know, I, I grew up idolising the Broncos. I, I was actually a Canberra Raiders, and then, and then when the Broncos came into the competition, I was a Broncos fan as well. But, yep. you know, to get, get the debut for the, for the club that you find as a kid, um, you know, with, with my brothers. Um, also that would have been even more special. Yeah, it was it was a massive honour. I think that you know not many people can get to play say that they played you know, professional sport with their siblings, and I got to do it for for a number of years. So um, you know it was always a fond memory. You know, getting that call up from Wayne Bennett to to play for the Broncos. I I debuted. Um, I, I, I was actually 18th man, and my um, childhood idol was Steve Renouf. Oh wow! And Pearl Pearl ended up getting injured in round one. But Wayne named him for round two, but he ended up pulling out, and I ended up taking his spot. So, yeah, that was a massive honour for me to be able to fulfil you know, the, 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 the boots of, 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 the, of the pearl. So, um, yeah, that was that was a fond memory of my debut. That would have been amazing. Um, and yeah, speaking of your time in the NRL, you did play alongside and against um, your brothers with Shane and Ben. Um, you went down to the Rabbitohs after your time at the Broncos and then made a quick switch up from the Rabbitohs to the Roosters. Is that because your one of your brothers more or less went down a few weeks after you went to the Bunnies and you wanted to, you know, um, be in a team by a, like more or less by yourself without your brothers? Or was it the Roosters just tabled a better offer around the same time as the... Sorry, the Roosters tabled a better offer around the same time as the Rabbitohs? No, well, what happened was we... Um, I, I, I had uh, I'd a contract with the Broncos. Broncos offered me a fair, fair contract, but yep. I was seeing a girl in Sydney, and I was probably thinking with the wrong head. And I, um, <laughs> yep. I went down, there, I went down there for the wrong reason. I had, I had a contract with the Broncos. I should have stayed there in hindsight. But um, Shane came down with me to the Rabbitohs. But, mm-hmm. but the reason why the reason why I left the Rabbitohs halfway through the year is because they offered me uh, all these things in my contract and didn't fulfil them. Oh, okay. um, so. So I, and then I had the opportunity. I, I met with uh, Bob Dwyer. He was the uh, New South Wales Waratahs, Waratahs coach. Yep. And then I ended up signing with the Sydney Roosters. So um, yeah, it was. I mean, uh, looking back, I probably shouldn't have let, never left the Broncos. I played my best football at the Broncos oh, under I, Wayne Bennett. I agree, and many people do agree. Sorry, continue. So yeah, so but then, but I, I had three really good years at the at the Roosters. Probably oh, you more did. so off the field. But, um, than, than on the field, um, I was living with, I was living in a house with me, Anthony Minicello, Brett Finch, Mick Crocker, and Todd Payton. So, yeah, I've heard about um, that house because I, I I interviewed Todd Payton a few months ago. Yeah, it was called the House of Grouse. So yep. um, if those if those walls could talk, we'd have a pretty good feature film. So um, there, was, there was plenty of shenanigans that went on there. It was it was probably one of the most enjoyable twelve months of my life. To be quite honest with you, we had some fun. So. And you um, made some grand finals. Yeah, I'm unfortunately losing them, but you still made them, you know? Yeah, yeah, I lost two grand finals, but um, yeah, we, we put ourselves in that situation to play in two of them, and unfortunately we got beaten in both years. But but still um, made it is, is, is something to say, you know? Yeah, it was, it was a good experience. I mean, that, that and playing Origin, um, you know, are two highlights of my career, so obviously a low light losing them, but to be able to um, experience the grand final week... Mm. Um, yeah, it was, is, a, is a massive achievement. So, 
Yeah, I've got some. I had some pretty fond memories at, at, at the Roosters. Then I went down to um, Melbourne. Yeah, you did. Yeah, a year down there, and then then I came back and, and played for the Titans. So I was a bit of a journeyman, but um, I, I enjoyed my time at all the, at all the clubs. But um, I think that the Roosters and the Broncos were the most fondest. Now that's now honestly that's that's fair. Um, and then at some point you hauled ass all the way over to France in Perpignan and played for Catalans. What was it like with the culture change and um, obviously the sl- slight differences in the Super League to the NRL and over there? How did it? How did you adjust over there? Yeah, well, so the Super League's more of an attacking style of football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I left the when I left the NRL in two thousand and ten to have my year over in in, uh, in the Super League, that, that's what excited me to go over there was the, the you know the free flowing expansive style of football that they play over there there was um, unfortunately over here Melbourne introduced all the wrestling and, yeah. and that sort of took the that took the fun out of the game and, and I mean it took the I don't know the flair of rugby league away it because did. the wrestle was so important but I mean we see now with the uh, with the six again rule I, I love that rule because I love it, just it makes so it much so much quicker it does um and it's taken that wrestler aspect out of the game, which is, you know, which which should have been done ten years ago. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And now clubs now clubs have got to sort of adjust that. Like when I went and played for my brothers at the Switch Jets mm-hmm. um, in two thousand and fifteen, that's the way. That's you know, Ben and Shane have been playing this sort of style of football ever since they started coaching. And yeah, that's how come we were successful. Because I was going to say, no I... teams... so go ahead. Yeah, no, no teams could, um, you know. You know, could match it with our fitness and and with the speed that we had in our team. So it was just a, a great style of football. So I really think I like Shane the, and Ben I, should be um, assistants, or to some extent, at the Broncos. Not because the Broncos are you know um, going bad at the moment, but just in general. As, as you said, the six again sort of play in the NRL now really suits Ben and Shane's type of coaching um, and training and whatnot. I think they'd be good as either trainers or assistant coaches or whatever in the Broncos system, I think. Yeah, I think the Broncos will need more than Ben and Shane at the moment with the hole they're in. Oh, um, but yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm probably shouldn't really comment on, on Ben and Shane because everyone thinks I'm a little bit biased because they are my brothers, but they are very good coaches. They are, the proof's in the pudding with their, when they were coaching with Ipswich, you know? It's, it's not, you're totally not biased around that. Obviously, you are a little bit because the brothers, but regardless, the proof is in the pudding with them, with their coaching, honestly. You know, they've got the stats yeah, to back it up. They're, they're very good man managers. And I mean, you know, when you've got 13, sorry, when you got 30 players in your squad, you need to... You need to identify everyone's personality. Um, you can't. You, you got to treat every every player differently than the other, and that's very. And that's what they. That's what they do. They understand their players really well, and that's yeah. how come they get the best out of. You know, some of these players that play for the Ipswich Jets, they wouldn't even get a start at any any other club um, because you know, they're just you know, they're down on confidence or they don't have the ability. But Ben and Shane, you know, they they give them self belief, and I mean that's half the battle with. With a lot of the football players, if you, if you can make them believe that they should be there, and they, you know, they they can, um, you know, assist in helping the team, well, yeah, that's that's half the battle. So, and that's what Ben and Shane do really well with their coaching. Yeah, no, I agree 100% with that. Um, and speaking of, you know, um, retirement and whatnot. Um, you went to the. You attended and played in the Legends of League last year, which I very briefly met you at during the signing table and whatnot. Um, what was it yep. like to get back on the field? You know, even though it was in the sort of like a nines format, you know, to pull on the boots and the jersey again with some of your former teammates like Lottie and Wendell and all them. Yeah, it was good. I mean, the the thing is, 
you know, apart from playing, having a bit of fun playing in the nines, it's more of a um, it's more of a social get together for yeah. the boys. Um, yeah, there's probably more drinking than playing. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, it, it was good. Like the you know the competitive juices uh, started flowing again. We you know we you made the finals. Yeah, yeah. So you know we. Um, it's just good fun, mate. It's just good to see some of those old heads. And I mean, you know, before the before the tournament starts, you look at the team list and you think to yourself, "Oh no, how are we going to play these guys?" But then you then you realise that some of these guys are sixty year old and still and and are that slow. Um, you know, if, if you haven't got a little bit of footwork and a little bit of speed in your team, you're always going to be, you know, pretty competitive. But yeah, you know, like I said, it's always. It's always good to see the old old heads again, all the, the yeah, like, players. Yeah, like Mick Crocker came out last year as well. As you know, you played with him at the Roosters. And I think the Storm as well, maybe. I think that may have been wrong. But, yeah, there was still a lot of players that you've played with, but you played yeah, against them last I mean, year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. But, it was, yeah, it's, like I said, it's more of a social event. Yeah, you know, it's a catch-up. You know, we've, all, we've all got our dressing rooms, but we're all into Like, we're all mingling with each other. And, you know, I was sitting in a... In the Paris dressing sheds, I was sitting in the Bulldogs dressing sheds, and then, you know, it was—it's just a really good event. It uh, is. The boys it's wonderful. They—they um, they do a really good event. So. Um, I mean, unfortunately, yeah, I, can't I go ahead this year because of, of COVID, but it'll—they're—they're they're definitely pushing for it to be to be on again next year, and I'll definitely be there with bells on again. <laughs> yeah, and it was—and it was good playing at playing at Newcastle because mm. obviously Newcastle they love their footy up there, so or down there. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a really good concept, and the boys get along, so it's. Um, it's really good. I think it's great. Honestly, it really is. Um, let's switch to some fun topics. Uh, what is your current beer of choice? Current beer of choice? All of them. All of them? An open one. Yep. <laughs> uh, An how, open one, a cold one. Yep. yep. Uh, how do you like your steak? Mate, it's got to be medium mm-hmm. and it's got to have mushroom sauce. Oh, it's okay. Have veggies. Ooh, yum. Um, okay, so that's the steak question. Uh, okay, who... This is a bit of an intense one a bit. Maybe, I don't know. When you were playing in first grade, who, for you personally, who was the toughest team to go up against physically and who was the toughest team to go up against mentally for you? Oh, uh, that's a pretty good question. I mean, Thank you. <laughs> um, different, different eras, different um, stages of my career. Teams were uh, a lot stronger, obviously. The rivalry between when I was at the Roosters and the Bulldogs. Yeah, oh, um, yep. Uh, they, they were very tough. Um, you know, my time at the Broncos, we used to play St. George and I used to mark Mark, um, mark Gaznia, uh-huh. and he was a very tough opponent. Uh-huh. Um, and then, then I played against Jamie Lyon. I mean, those two those two centres were probably the toughest centres that I played against. Uh-huh. Um, Gidley was also up there. Um, Willie Tongress also was, was pretty tough to, to play against. But, um, you yeah, know, Melbourne... Melbourne, for me, um, just the way that the Craig Bellamy coaches them, um, he expects the best out of them and, and he gets the best out of his players. But, yeah, they're, they're, Melbourne were probably the toughest. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, oh, what else was going to say? There was another one that I was going to tangent off on that because it, it was a good topic. That's right. Out of all the coaches that you've had, because you've had quite a few, like you've had Bellyache, you've had Sticky Stewart, you've had um, Wayne Bennett, you know. Wayne Bennett. Yep, you've had many. Of, of the coaches that you've had, who do you think is the most methodical in the way they go about it, and who is in who was personally best for you as a player when you were playing? Oh, undoubtedly Wayne was the best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, tac- technically, he's not, he wasn't the best coach, um, but as a man manager, he used to get the best out of his players every week. He used to, um, you know, 
he just had a knack of, of just making players improve and make players believe that they should be in the competition. Um, yeah. But I think tactically the best coach that I've ever seen is, is Craig Bellamy. The work that he does, mm-hmm. um, the the way he pulls apart a team and, and um, you know, opposition players, uh, is, it's second to none. It's unbelievable. He's, he's very, very good, Craig Bellamy. Very good. I think I think at the moment, I, I was never coached by, by him, but I think that uh, Trent Robinson... He's a gun at the there. moment. He's a gun. So, um, and what are your yeah, thoughts on Seabold at the moment? Oh, mate, he's... Um, mate. Say whatever you want. Just I, don't say a yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, what? I, I, I hope one day he proves me wrong, but at the moment, mate, I don't think he can coach. I don't think he he should be a first-grade coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't let him coach my own 10s from an Eagles team. <laughs> wow. um, but you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm critical of him because I know I know his past record coming through. Um, I don't think he belongs to be the Broncos coach. But in saying that, I hope one day I have egg all over my face and he proves me wrong, but I can't see it happening in the near, near future. No, that's fair enough. And obviously the proof's in the pudding with Wayne Bennett being the Wayne Bennett effect, you know. Um, coaching the Dragons to a grand final, the Broncos to six grand finals, a seventh, unfortunately losing, but still getting to the grand final. You know, coaching the Bunnies and they've, they're have they they're already better this year. Um, and yep. and last year, again, proofs in the pudding with the Wayne Bennett effect, as people call it. Um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? Read people's minds. Okay. okay. That, that way I could read my own mind. Because okay. I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. No, nah, that's fair. Um, well, I mean, it could have helped you with your decision-making going down to Sydney. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I was what, thinking of the wrong thing. What profession would you have done if you hadn't have made it in first grade, do you think? Uh, I'd be a golfer. You reckon? Yep. Nice. Yeah, golf is a bloody good sport. I love doing that. Um, what was your... What routine... Or did you have a routine, you know, a, a pre-game routine? And if not, who had the weirdest one that you saw during your time playing? Uh, sorry, I've got a lady abusing me. What was that again? <laughs> sorry. Um, I said... <coughs> Sorry for that. Um, what I said was, did you have any routine pre-game, or if you didn't, who had the weirdest routine that you saw while you're while you were playing? Yeah, no, there were, weren't too many guys who who did have weird routines. I, I mean, I I just did whatever I wanted during the week. Um, and I, I didn't think about the game until game day. Um, I tried to stay away from thinking about what I was doing because if I thought about the game too much then I knew that I have I would have a bad game. Yep. Um so for me it was just it was just keeping that mindset of um you know, I'd go play golf and then I'd start switching on about probably half an hour before the game. That was my routine. Okay. Where actually I had a I had a uh, superstition I used to wear red tape around my football boots. So oh, okay. and I and I used to try and leave the dressing shed last and come out last. Okay. That's really interesting. Yeah, because some players like to be first with everything, you know, the rub down, the, the taping up, the everything, but you, you wanted to be last. That's really interesting. Um, yep. What's your favourite and or funniest memory of during your playing time? That could be in the sheds, on the field, at training. What's your favourite memory? Oh, mate, if I could tell you, um, just probably the things that went on at the House of Grouse. <laughs> but... I don't know. I don't know what, what uh, demographic your listeners are. But well, the demographic is twenty-five up. to forty-five year olds. Oh, mate, the the things that we got up to in that house. Um, I'll probably have to save because I'm probably going to write a book one day, and all those things are going to go in. So, um, 
yeah, that, that was, that was that, those memories I had with those boys and the things we got up to. Um, you know, it's, it's I got the things that only people could dream about doing. Oh wow! Honestly, fingers crossed that the book gets published one day. Um, who was the jokester and or prankster of the club at any club that you went to? Oh, oh sorry, of each club that you went to, sorry. Oh, mate, I think, that, I think the, probably the funniest bloke I ever played football with was uh, Brett Finch. Okay. Um, he was, mate, he, he, didn't, he didn't prank anyone. He was just, he was just, he just a great guy. Alfie Lang was another one. That, you know, everyone sort of gravitated to those guys mm-hmm. um, because they always had a smile on their face. They always, always had a funny story to tell. And, you know, they're, they're the memories that you have, you know, those sort of guys coming up with, you know, the funniest stories. They, they, they always attract you over to them and, you know, you sort of gravitate to them because they're just, you know, they're larger than life and they and they love having a good time and and you certainly have a good time while, you, while you're with them. No, honestly, that's fair. Um, I've got two more um, talking points. Uh, first one is, do you have any advice for um, Andrew... Andrew, freaking Andrew, ugh. Word vomit. Do you have any advice for Anthony Seabold at the moment? Yeah, give it. Probably give the role of being a Broncos coach to someone else. Okay. Honestly, I agree. Um, and last one is advice again. But do you have any advice for any youngsters who are hoping to make it in the first grade league one day? Yeah, don't play for the Broncos under Anthony Seabold. <laughs> Honestly, that's that is so great. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you very much for joining us, and I'll get you on again at the end of the season to about like for a Broncos wrap up. Beautiful, brother. Beautiful. Thanks and for having me on.